Hey guys, Aaron here, and on today's episode of The Aaron White Show, I interview Hayden. Hayden makes custom hats, and yeah, it's basically an awesome chat. Yeah, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, see you guys. Quick word from the sponsors. Well, apparently I, have to, I promised my son that I have to do a shout out for him. So if you guys are watching this on YouTube or you have kids that are on YouTube, check out Tyler White Soccer. And yeah, he does some cool stuff there. He's a nine-year-old and we monitor everything so there's no dodgy stuff going on. So yeah, that's his little shout out that I promised him ages ago. All right, and for the books, you got FIFO number two, how a drug dealer became a FIFO worker. And you got FIFO, what really happens after the plane takes off. Two hilarious novels available under Aaron Western author on Facebook or under The Aaron White Show on TikTok. And for the kids, under children's books by Aaron White on Facebook, you got Australian Mining Machines, Mining Machines Coloring in Book, Australian Police Vehicles, Australian Firefighters, Australian Paramedics, Australian Defence Force Machines, Australian Surf Lifesavers. Now remember, Christmas is coming up, so Yep, Children's Books by Aaron White under Facebook. And for the FIFO books, The Aaron White Show on TikTok or Aaron Western Author on Facebook. Grab yourself a copy, awesome Christmas gifts. All right, let's get into it. Today, I have a fantastic guest, Hayden, and he is the owner of Hunter Valley Mining Apparel and makes these awesome custom-made, uh, probably not custom-made hats, but these awesome hats and stuff like that, which you'll see in a sec. Um, yeah, welcome to the show, Hayden. Thanks, Aaron. How you going? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Hey, today, I just want to hear your story, like how and where you grew up, any life-changing events, and how you end up doing what you're doing today. All right, so um, grew up on the central coast, New South Wales. Uh, lived there for um, all the way up until I was about 18 years old. Um, that's oh, 18, 19. Uh, that's when I started apprenticeship as an auto electrician in 2009. Uh, yeah, 2009. Yeah, so basically started an apprenticeship uh, working on mining equipment uh, in a workshop that was just, you know, all minutes from my house. So that worked out really well. And yeah, so um, it was cruising along there. And yeah, so I suppose I'm just going to, I'll backtrack a little bit, you know, because, you know, what you're saying is life changing. Um, when I was, uh, um, you know, um, my, my dad passed away. So it was just, um, it's been me and my mum basically for, a long time, almost ever, ever all that I can remember. So yeah, I suppose that's a very big life-changing event. It affects um, a lot of people, unfortunately, uh, and yeah, it affected me. So look, I think um, I'm very happy with how I was with how I was raised, and I think Mum did a really good job. Um, without being too, I don't know what's the word. That been too, um, you know, blowing your own trumpet sort of thing. But yeah, no, I think she did a really good job, and um, I was happy with the life she gave me, and always pushed me to, um, always pushed me actually to say, if you do anything with your life, Hayden, make sure you get a trade, because um, I think she figured out pretty quickly I wasn't, wasn't going to go to you. Um, so yeah, one day I had my 1988 Camry in the garage, and it was probably 2 a.m. I had all the interior pulled apart. She come out and she said, what the bloody hell are you doing? It's two o'clock in the morning. You know, you need to go to bed. I'm like, oh, just, I have to fix this. I have to fix this wire. I need to get these lights working. And anyway, so the next day she basically said, look, it's clear that, you know, you like to do something with your hands, you like to do something physical. Um, so basically said, you know, why don't you look at an apprenticeship in auto electrical? And yeah, away I went. Um, 
bit of a funny story, like, you know, slightly before that, is, um, before that, before I applied for that apprenticeship, I applied for an apprenticeship working as a pipe fitter on the Hawkesbury River Bridge is where, where, where the work was. Um, and she laughed at me when I told her that and she said, what, you're going to bloody bang pipes for the rest of your life? <laughs> bang pipes, you know, whatever, give it a go. But yeah, ended up not doing that, did the auto electrical, started on mining equipment in 2009. Um, and yeah, so basically from there, um, spent a little bit of time, I spent, you know, 18 months working as an auto electrician on my apprenticeship there and then started for the company I work for now, which is um, GB Auto. So started for them halfway through 2010. And yeah, so um, basically from that point, went up straight to the Hunter Valley. That was 2010. I worked at a couple of sites, did a few things. Um, so I suppose that was another life-changing event, Aaron, um, where I left home. You know, it had been me and mum since I was two. And then all of a sudden, boom, I was off to Orange for a little bit in New South Wales. And then I was living, you know, with one of the work guys um, in a house in Singleton. Um, so, yeah, that was a really big life change and really taught me a lot about, you know, being an adult and doing proper things in life. Um, yeah, because it was definitely a big change. So, yeah, I'm going to say um, for that, you know, at that time, um, Cole Robinson, who still works for GB Auto, he, um, he was there with me. And he took me on under his wing as his apprentice that time. So, yeah, I'm going to say thanks while I have this platform. Thanks to him for putting up with me. And we're still friends today, which is good. So, uh, um, yeah, so then from there, um, actually moved down to Braidwood, which is on the south coast of, or near the south coast of New South Wales, doing some work there. A life-changing event. So moving from a, you know, a coastal-type town to a, small country town, 1,400 people. Um, yeah, another learning experience for um, dealing, no, not dealing with, just, you know, it's not the right word, for, you know, living and working in a small town that, you know, I was new to. So, yeah, that was good. It's a good experience. And then from there, moved out to West Wylong. Similar sort of setup, small town. And I was working at Lake Cow Gold Mine there. And from there, spent 12 months there, back up to the Hunter Valley here where I spent about four years. And yeah, so back in the coal mines up here again, and then met my wife, Sarah, at Hay BNS. we did. Um, yeah, we, was, we sort of enjoyed going around the, you know, Denny Master and BNSs and ended up meeting each other, and which was good, sort of, you know, what BNSs were supposed to be back in the day. Now yeah, they're just an absolute shit fight of rum and bloody food dye and, you know, it's a mess, but, you know, it was really nice. So, um, we're obviously, we're married now and got two kids. And, yeah, so um, we moved to Wagga for a little bit as well. Did a little bit of work in farming. And then we come back to the Hunter, and we've been here ever since. So, yeah, um, Sarah's an operator at one of the local sites as well. She drives, um, come out to 930E's, big trucks. Um, she's an operator, so... I'm, I'm at a site that's basically next door to her. So, you know, um, it's good. You know, get to talk about lots of things and have lots of similarities similarities in our, our roles. Um, yeah, so we've got two kids, uh, Will and Grace. And yes, it's very much like the TV show. <laughs> um, 
yeah, yeah. We, we we knew about that. You know, Will was first, and then Grace come along, and we're like, she's a Grace, and we didn't care. We didn't care. So, and yeah, they're really, really nice names. We like them. So, yeah. Um, now the business. So, how did it start? Great question. We were at the shopping centre one day, and I was looking for a new hat, and I just thought, you know what? None of these hats are really me. Like, you know, you know, I've, I've done the Billabong hats. I've done. The, I'm sorry, I've done the Quicksilver hats. <laughs> yeah, I've done. I've done the Stash House hats. I've done Caterpillar, New Holland, John Deere, Komatsu. I've done them all, and I thought, you know what? None of these hats are really me. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I create a hat that's me? And I thought, yeah, mining's been a big part of my life for a long time. What's something I say a lot? Anyway, so it all started with the slogan, gotcha. Because on the two-way at work, as you know, Aaron, you know, copy Aaron, truck, blah, 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 yeah, gotcha. You know, we, we just say it and it, it just rolls off our tongue and we don't even notice it. So I thought, you know what, I'll, I'll do that. Did that hat. Um, yeah. Basically from there, started getting other slogans and found out that other people liked the designs and um, liked the hats because... I've got a, um, a large head, so <laughs> it was a challenge for me to find a hat that fit my head really well. So it uh, turns out other people have large heads and they have the same challenge. So I try to make my hats as comfortable as possible. And if a hat fits me, it should should fit majority of the Australian population. Um, yeah, so comfortable clothing that looks good and means something is basically what it's about. Um, so one of my a pretty famous TikTok video is, you know, I make hats that make you say, holy shit, that is me. Um, and yeah, that's basically what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to make something for people where they go, this brand gets me, you know, and um, for people in mining, people say that and they, they love it. So it's it's really good. And I'm really happy to be able to do this and um, bring all these great products for everyone and something that's high quality and, and means something to them. Lots of cool brands out there, uh, but not many that mean something. You know, you know my, my brand is, it's about people like you and me, you know, working in mining. Yeah, like I can relate to that. So, yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, do I have plans to do the business full time? Maybe, but at the end of the day, I'm an auto electrician. I like working with my hands. I like fixing stuff. I like playing with wires. I like... I just like it. So if I could drop a couple of days here and there, maybe, you know, to get some more time to do the business. But, yeah, I definitely don't want to get my day job. I love it. It's really, really good. And also as well, I was thinking, how much credibility would I have if I didn't work in mining but I owned Hunter Valley Mining Apparel? <laughs> yeah, um, that's also another thing. But, yeah, so that's basically it, Aaron. I don't think I've got anything else. It's some life-changing events. That's my story from where I've been and the business. So, yeah, I think that's I'm gonna hand it over to you, I think. Yeah, I think you touched on quite a few good points then. Like that's the same with, with these FIFO books. Like if I wasn't I'm not I'm not doing FIFO anymore, but I did did it for like six years. Now I've been doing drive in, drive out, working in the mining industry. Yeah. Doing well, I've been working in the mining industry for 16, 18, ever since I was 20 anyway. Yeah. So about 18 years or whatever been in the industry. But writing these books and if I wasn't in the industry as you said the credibility that you have I, I don't believe it's really there you can't really write about something that you don't really 
know about. So you got your yeah, hats. That's... Do you want to do t-shirts? Because you're mining apparel. Do you want to? What, what's yeah, your exactly. goal? So my goal is um, definitely more t-shirts. I've started with just a normal it's a run of t-shirts that um, a logo on it. Um, but yeah, I suppose I've been focusing on hats at the moment because um, I am very poor on time. Um, so I've been focusing on hats, but I've bought a heat press. I've got a vinyl machine, very much plan on making designs for t-shirts and printing them myself and then heat pressing them myself um, and selling them that way. So yeah, they're definitely, definitely, uh, we're in the process of moving house at the moment. So once we get into the new house, um, I'm going to set that up and be ready to go. So yeah, t-shirts, um, singlets for summer, and then absolutely hoodies, beanies for winter next year. We weren't ready uh, for winter this year because um, I only started in February and, you know, just finding my feet and get, getting going. Uh, but definitely going to be ready for winter and should very much have some singlets happening very soon and shirts for, um, for summer, which would be good. Ah, sweet. How, how um, hard is and, it to get a custom hat made? Um, so... It depends how, like the level of custom. So this one I've got here, um, it's got the letter in on the inside. Yeah. All that. Um, so when we do that, um, I need to buy them at a minimum of 50 at a time um, from overseas. And and yeah, so there's a, there's a reasonable investment I need to make to just even get them started. Um, yeah, so look, it, it takes a bit of effort because I need to then I need to design the like slogan there on the software I've got, send it over to them and um, and get them to make a, a sample. And so it's a it's a bit of a process. Um, and the easier option is doing, you know, a more simple hat like this one, uh, which I can buy locally in Australia, and then I can just get embroidery done on that locally. Now that's good and everything. But this hat is not the same as this hat. So anyone that's watching this and has a new gen hat will understand. Um, they fit better. They look better. They're just they're, these hats are where I want to be. Basically, um, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just building up to that. You know, I didn't I didn't start this business with you know a fifty thousand dollar personal loan. I started it and um, I basically just been bootstrapping from day dot. Sold my dirt bike that I had for three thousand dollars. Put that into it. Yeah. Um, so you know, but yeah, it's 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 slowly slowly growing, slowly building. Um, yeah. So just got to um get going along the natural natural rhythm, you know. Ah, sweet. So who looks after the kids? If are you guys, you and your wife, still on the same roster, or? No. So um, I'm lucky to have Monday to Friday work. Yep. And even within that, I've got flexibility in my start times and finish times, which is really, really good. I really appreciate that from my um, employer and the people I, uh, they're very understanding, you know, they understand that, you know, Sarah works um, over where she does and I work where I do. And yeah, so I suppose the time that I am at work, I try to make sure I'm as, as valuable as possible and do that as much as I can. But yeah, so that, that means that we basically, we don't need a babysitter. Um, because I drop them off at the daycares in the morning, uh, daycare and oosh, and then pick them up in the afternoon. And when Sarah's off, she picks them up, drops them off. Uh, yeah, we've got a 
it's a tight schedule and it's a can sometimes be stressful, but it works and um yeah it's it's good, but we're lucky, very lucky. Trying to think where to go now. So you, your dad passed away at two. Um, so you uh, no, I was about eleven. I was I was about eleven. Yeah, about eleven years old. Yeah, they split up when I was two. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. And were you quite close with your dad? Um, not really. No, because we we we'd moved away. So yeah, not not particularly. Um, but you know when. You know, like the times that I did have with him were great. You know, we were either fishing or we were um, forward driving or we were in the boat on a boat going out fishing that way or going to the markets or riding bikes around or watching the footy or going to the footy. Um, so, yeah, all of my memories of having him are, are very fond, which are nice. How'd you go with male role models? Yeah. Um, Great question. And yeah, I suppose I didn't really have have many uh, male role models in my life. I had a few that had, you know, come and gone. Um, so I suppose I looked to people that I worked with because um, I was spending a lot of time at work and then looked to other people around as well that I, that I could uh, for guidance, you know, on just normal things like that. So yeah, that, that definitely was a bit of a challenge when I was younger. Um, yeah, definitely. Good question. Oh, another one. I just had a mind blank. A perfect one just to roll into. Oh, yeah, there you go. Because you didn't have that male models so much, do you feel that it's made you become a better father? It's... In terms of being a father, it's um, it's made me want to give them what I didn't get, you know. So the, the coming home from school every day and then having dad there and um, yeah, just the normal sort of stuff that, you know, normal probably a dangerous word, but just the stuff that platonic families had, you know, because I didn't have that. So doing my best to give them that and, um, and then, you know, being at footy for Will every Saturday when he's playing. And yeah, because, you know, my dad sometimes couldn't make those, those sessions, even though he tried his best. Um, and, yeah, and then also giving, trying to give both of them the, you know, the, the dad's influence on family situations. So, you know, there's, there's Sarah who's, you know, got the loving and kind and caring sort of... Um, input to our discussions um, and then I'm I like to think that I'm coming with a you know a bit stronger approach and you know probably a bit more stern um, so just trying to establish that balance you know in our kids discipline if that makes sense you know talking about a bloody six-year-old and a two-year-old but probably not discipline more about just life in general and you know showing them um, that, you know, Sarah will work together, you know, to help them, you know, do tasks or just, just do life, really. Um, and, yeah, just trying to establish trying to establish and show them a happy marriage um, is also important to us as well. Yeah. yeah, so. No, pretty cool. 
how do you go about running your business with the kids around? Um, challenging, definitely challenging. Um, I made a TikTok very, very early on in my TikTok days. If you when you get a bit of time, scroll back. I've actually seen it. <laughs> That's why yeah, I brought it up. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about then. Yep. So, look, it's um, it's it's challenging, and you know, but I sometimes I try to get them to you know be involved and you know um, gave me some hats or, but then other times they come in and just pull a single hat off the shelf um, and all that sort of stuff. But really, like if um, I won't do any like hard business, you know, solid business work until they're asleep. You know, or on the weekend they're playing outside. You know, I'll try and get stuck in then. Um, but yeah, other than that, basically come in the door, you know, after work, and it's just dad mode, really. You know, you know what it's like: dinner, bath, bed. So yeah, what I um, how I do it is just not sleeping very much, which is not good. I know. Um, but yeah, my most sort of the moment that stands out the most is um I put on Instagram at the very, very start when I was going to be launching the website. Um, I stayed up till bloody 2.45 a.m. getting the website finished so I could launch it because I'd made a commitment on Instagram that I was going to do it. And I was like, no, nah, fucking, I'm, I'm going to do it. So, yeah, I stayed up to a stupid hour. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's, it's 11.30, it's 12, and, you know, I'm up at 5, so it's not... It's not not healthy it's not great sometimes just got to do what i'm going to do because um i've got stuff to stuff i want to achieve and you know even orders to pack so you know it's it's the grind phase it's the hustle phase of the, of the new small business you know so yeah it, it's good though it's it's rewarding no <laughs> totally understand when i was writing that 502 book i was actually getting up at 1 30 in the morning to start writing it. No, I'd go wow. to the gym first. I think I'd get this when I'm at, uh, up at work because when I'm at home, I try to spend time with the wife and kids and stuff. But when I'm at work, that's yep. all work. That's writing the books. That's doing the social media. Yeah. That's, yeah, working. Yeah, so I was getting up at one thirty, yep. go do a workout, then come back, and then spend an hour or whatever typing up the book or writing the book or whatever. And at every lunch wow. break for the five for number one book, six months straight, I think I spent every single smoko break smoko lunch and when i was in the truck riding because that's when i was operating dump truck yeah so yeah every spare moment i was just riding the story and then i was type had a little laptop at work so like during my lunch breaks and stuff i was just like typing out like yeah the proof copy and then i was like rereading it and stuff like that because and i was on a tight budget so i didn't have like a proofreader so that's meant i read the book like probably 20 times but what's funny now is like oh because yeah. oh, that was a couple of years ago i wrote the first one What's funny is like when I go back and reread it, I was like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> so it's actually good that you like yeah. your own yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. how's how's yeah. TikTok and yeah. Instagram going for you? Um at the start I was really, really um hustling Instagram really hard. Um, because I sort of understood that it was the place where clothing brands are, and uh, not so much Facebook. So I was really, really hustling Instagram hard. One post a day minimum. Um, really trying to make good content. And then, yeah, I suppose I just started a TikTok. And at the start, I was very nervous about the TikTok. I was nervous about, you know, being on camera. I was nervous about, you know, putting myself out there. Um, 
and yeah, so I'd I'd, be, I'd do talks of just the hats, you know, or um or something, or like I had one or Sarah walking out the door to John Party night shift country music song. So yeah, that was a that was a bit of a bit daunting. But then I don't know where it was, but one of the videos I just sort of said, no, you know, bugger it, I'm just gonna just gonna have a good proper crack at it because all the podcasts I listen to about small business in you know 2021 and in building you know, clothing brands and stuff like that they're all just saying TikTok is just it's where it's at and I was like oh you know like I still had that still had that stigma about TikTok you know with, you know dancing 13 year olds and so I'm glad that I let that go um, because yeah I've been really really hitting TikTok very hard the last couple of weeks and doing a lot of research on, you know, trying to make videos that do well, you know, because there's so much that goes into it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I've really been trying my best to make a, a good effort for that uh, recently, and it's been it's been paying off. So, um, you know, like I've, one of my video on TikTok that says, you know, do you work in mining? Do you work in mining in Australia? I make hats that make you say, holy shit, that's me. You know, people watch that, and then instantly, you know, they bought a hat, so... What that means to me is, you know, I've created a brand that people really resonate with like instantly. So it's really, I, I really, really like that. You know, um, I'm not, I'm not trying to make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars doing this. I'm just trying to build the business and keep creating more stuff. Really. So yeah, it's, um, it's really good. So TikTok is an absolute powerhouse, um, and definitely where it's at at the moment, especially in terms of organic growth. Uh, it's definitely good because instagram and facebook at the moment you know they're so dependent on spending on advertising um yeah but now i at the start i suppose i put a lot of memes on facebook my memes about you know mining and you know people and that sort of thing um and then i put my high quality photos on tiktok but now my memes are basically turning into tiktok videos where started a series called mining things i'm up to number 20 and i've basically i don't know if you've seen any aaron i basically yeah. just take the piss of everyone everyone gets a, a turn um and it's just great fun you know we're all having a laugh everyone's having a good time um yeah so the memes have sort of moved to tiktok so i probably need to but it's it's a lot of it takes a lot of time as you know to you know be across you know, platforms, um, you know, solid way, you know, and to be very present, it, it takes a lot of effort. So, yeah, I suppose at the moment it's just TikTok, but hopefully I can you know, put more effort back into Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, basically, I've just given up on Facebook. or I haven't given up totally. Like, I'll run an ad on Facebook, but I'm putting no content up on Facebook whatsoever. Yeah. It's pretty dead, really um instagram i'll i used to go really strong with but now i've pretty lapsed on that just trying to put everything on as you're saying tiktok's where to be so i'm just going hard on that and go hard on podcasts and stuff yeah absolutely definitely so who's Gemma hmm. that you you've partnered up with is it Gemma or jenna uh Gemma, Gem, Gemma beach so yeah, um, Gemma Beach is a um, local country musicist here in the Hunter Valley, and she is a truckie, also uh, one of the one of the mines as well. So, look, 
I contacted her a while ago and asked, reached out to her and asked if you know she'd like to come on board as an ambassador for the brand. Uh, from my position, I felt like you know she was a good fit for the brand. You know, being um, being a truckie herself, and you know, getting you know, getting the brand and getting the slogans and everything, and all being country music artists because this this area, Hunter Valley, you know, I would like to say there's lots of country music fans. I'm definitely a huge one myself. Um, you're going to be seeing Brad Paisley when he tours Australia next year, which is very exciting. So, yeah, like, you know, I reached out and, um, yeah, she was keen. So we met up and had a chat and, yeah, she, she said that for a while she's been trying to, you know, bring more of the trucking part of her identity um, to the forefront. So, yeah, it just turned out to be a good good sort of um, good team-up time. So it was really good and, yeah, she's, she's really great. Her music is unreal. She's been on The Voice as well. Um, oh, okay. Really well on there, so. Yeah, um, she's got that on her on her TikTok, and yeah, so I have no doubt that she's going to succeed uh, very soon with her music. She's actually um, writing a couple of new song moments, so I'm definitely keen to hear those. But yeah, it's it's really good to have you know, someone like her on board that's you know really ingrained in in the culture of the Hunter Valley mining, and and also as well, it's just a bonus, you know, that she's country music artist. So no, it's really good. Just great person. Are you guys going to do TikToks together? We did do one TikTok um, when we first met about um, like sort of the, the meeting, um, but yeah. I'm still editing and trying to trying to refine it. Um, but yeah, definitely something we can look at in the future. Yeah, so that's no, really good. Ah, oh, sweet as. Hey, we're um, almost out of time. Anything you want to leave? Oh, actually, first off, tell us where we can get your products from, your hats from and everything. So um, straight to the website, miningapparel.com.au. That's it. Nice and simple. Um, and yeah, and then on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok there as well. Um, TikTok's where I'm most active. It's a lot of fun at the moment. Um, lots of banter. But yeah, miningapparel.com.au is the website. You can find that on the, basically all, all of the socials have that link. And yeah, like, you know, um, I just I'd urge anyone who's in mining to who's watching this to you know jump on to look at the slogans and look at the hats. Guarantee you've said some of these things before. Um, and yeah, thanks for your time, Aaron. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. No worries. What other slogans are you planning on chucking on your hats and stuff? Have you any others in mind? Uh, or? So, yeah. So um, I've got just some new hats that I got made the other day. That one says "good yourself." Yeah. It's a teal color. It's sort of backwards, and that one's a bit rich. Um, backwards again, but yeah. So you know, good yourself. You know, what what do you say when someone asks how you going on a mine site? Yeah, good, good yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah. Or when when someone who's who is definitely lazy themselves calls you lazy on the two way, you say, "That's a bloody bit rich coming from you, mate." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna um, do sweet as, and then sweet as maybe, maybe I'm actually I'm trying to woo up on doing new slogan, and I'm focusing on getting stock back in of my original hats. Yeah, um, I've got a lot of people asking me at the moment about stock levels, so I'm definitely gonna focus on. I'm gonna woo up on the slogans and get my stock back to back to a good good spot, and yeah, then um, start smashing out some new ones. Has COVID slowed down your stock? 
brick coming in or hasn't affected it? Um, I'd say, yeah, it has a little bit for shipping um, because, you know, there's just international shipping delays, which is unfortunate. So, yeah, that has been a factor. But other than that, you know, I'll just continue to grow month on month, really. Um, so in terms of interaction, engagement and sales, not, not really, but getting stock has definitely been a challenge. And is and that in, you know, international delays is part of the reason I've got some products that are out of stock. So that's that's a challenge that I need to deal with. But yeah. Ah, oh, sweet ass. Well, yeah, that's basically our time. I just want to say a massive thanks for coming on the show. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was fantastic. It was good. Thank you. Ah, you're welcome. Well, yeah, that's a wrap. I'd like to thank Hayden again for coming on the show. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for listening. Please tell a friend about the podcast. Have a fantastic day. All right, see ya.